Hi, friends. Welcome to Attempting Motherhood the Odd Way. I am your host, Sam. I am an autistic, ADHD, elder millennial mom just trying to figure things out as I go, attempting to do my best and sharing what I learn along the way. I thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Let's get into it. Welcome back, friends. I have missed you. I am so sorry that there was a break in the podcast. It just honestly was too hard for me to record while we were in the U.S. We are back home now, back to Australia, back to our routine, and I am back to recording. And not only am I back to recording, I have launched Intention. So that's what this pod is going to be about. I am going to tell you all about it. And for those of you that want to join along on the journey, you can head to the show notes to find the link there to sign up. And even if you don't sign up, you're still going to get a little sneak peek of what's going on as I'm going to share things on socials. And you'll get a little bit of behind the scenes of what goes into creating this program. So if you do follow me on socials, you have probably seen a couple of posts about it. I initially posted something at the end of December. As I began to think about what I wanted 2024 to look like, one word kept standing out to me. Intention. So I do tend to do like a word of the year versus resolutions. Resolutions have never really been something that I have, of course, been able to stick to. Hello, ADHD. But also they've always felt too stringent. So instead, I like to kind of think of a word of the year that I can reflect upon and kind of come back to and use as my, ironically now, intention for the year. So in the past, I have used things like curate and elevate, and they do tend to be a vague-ish term that then I can apply to different areas of life. And that's kind of how this 12-month self-focused thing came to be, because I have a lot a lot of things that I want to accomplish in 2024. And if you're like me, which most likely, if you're listening to this, you are neurodivergent, most likely a mom, and you have very little time. And when I have a lot of things I want to do, that's really overwhelming. And what happens more often than not is then I just sit in that overwhelm and nothing actually gets accomplished, which then leads to me being frustrated and shaming myself and having negative self-talk and all these things that I am working on. To me, I thought, well, what is one way that I can combat that overwhelm? And a tool that I use a lot to combat my neurodivergent tendencies is break it down. Break it down is in as small of a step, as small of a task as possible. You know, I've talked in the past about it's not just clean the house. Come on, how overwhelming is that? It is literally unload the dishwasher, wipe down around the sink, reload the dishwasher. These type of things, really bite-sized, easy-to-do steps. When I was coming up with, okay, I have all this stuff I want to accomplish in 2024. That's 12 months. That's a lot of time. But if I get stuck in that overwhelm, it's not really going to be that much time. So let's put some intention towards what we want to do. Let's break things down into steps. And that's exactly what I've done. So I have broken it down into 12 topics 
that we are going to go through. Each month will be its own topic. So here again, we are working with our brains. This is not exclusively for neurodivergent folks. So if you have a friend who you think could also benefit from this, please do, of course, share it with them. Let them come along on this little ride with us. But it is designed with people like me, neurodivergent brains in mind. People who want to bring a little bit more attention to areas of their life, but above all else, above everything else, it is going to be manageable and it is going to be accessible, mainly because I am doing it along with you. And that is how I have to have things to actually be able to accomplish anything. The upside is you're able to come and go as you please. You can be as involved as your capacity allows. So if you're having a low week and you feel like, you know what, I just can't even focus on anything other than keeping me and my kids alive type thing, great. You can dip out for a moment. There's four weeks for each topic, but you're going to still get the emails. You're going to have the workbook. You can come back to it at a later time if you need. But by making it only four weeks for each topic, we are creating a little bit of a sense of urgency. So there I'm leaning into that sense of urgency, that sense of novelty, that little interest-driven mind monkey that we have, especially if you're ADHD. Each month, we get a new topic, and as the year goes on, we're going to work to cultivate more control and understanding in all these different areas that I've outlined. I'm going to get to what each one is in a minute, but at the end of the year, hopefully, we have created a more intentional life. Now, 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 now. That does not mean perfect. That does not mean set it and forget it. That just means we're going to bring some highlight from intention to these different areas and give you tools and things that are sustainable that you can come back to. So one of the months is going to be around food. Now that is a big, big topic, right? But keep in mind, I'm a mom. I am a homemaker as much as that feels like a very outdated term. And I'm neurodivergent. So for me, food is going to look something like meal planning and meal prepping developing really easy recipes or finding really easy recipes that I can get done in, I don't even want to say under 30 minutes, Rachel Ray, I'm going to say probably under 20 minutes. So we'll have lots of tips and tricks around that. I am going to break down each month in a way that you can apply it to your life the way you need. But we are going to apply deliberate intention to all these different areas to try and curate and cultivate a really fully rounded life. One of the things that I have noticed, especially as of late, as I'm becoming a bit more aware about everything, is a lot of the time, I don't feel like the driver. Like, we're all in the car, but I don't feel like I'm driving. I don't actually feel in control. I feel like this unwilling passenger where I'm just kind of like being taken along, but I don't actually know where we're going. I don't know the route. I don't know the path ahead. You know, I am just struggling when really I want to get back to the point where I feel like the driver. That is what I am going to be doing as we go through. I want to get back to the point where I feel like the driver. Since I kind of had this realization that I'm ADHD and autistic, I've spent the last two years learning as much as I can about my unique wiring, about my brain, about ways that I can actually work with how I made instead of against it, kind of 
throwing out a lot of those neurotypical standards and trying to make life more manageable for me as a neurodivergent mother. And that looks a lot different than the way I thought it was going to look before I had my child and before I realized I was neurodivergent. I've always known I am someone who does better with a routine, but I struggle to maintain a routine. And that's kind of why the first month, January, which I know we're almost halfway through and I apologize, but y'all, I have ADHD and this course took longer to do than I thought. So it is something we can come back to. I apologize, but we're going to use this foundation of the last kind of two or three weeks of January to build upon for all of the other months to come. Like I said, I don't want this to be a set it and forget it thing, especially this month of January where we are working on routine. This is going to be something that we keep touching base on. You have to tweak as things change seasonally, as children, if you have them, get older and things get a bit more complicated. It is something that I just want to have come to the front of mind. So with that routine in place, it's going to be able to allow us to identify those spaces where we have time to actually focus on us, which you may not be doing. I know I don't do a lot of it, but it is something that I want to do this year. I want to take deliberate time for myself where it's not 9.30 at night and I crash into bed and I allow myself 20 minutes to scroll on Pinterest to let my brain decompress. It's things like deliberate rest. It's things like actually indulging in those creative activities that I always want to do, but don't feel like I have time to do. So setting that routine is going to help us across the board. That's what January is going to be about. Now, keep in mind, I'm really creating this course for myself. I'm going to be honest. It is something that I want to do for 2024. I am hoping that if you sign up, you are happy to come on that journey with me. We are going to be sharing tips and resources and all the things that I learn as I go through the process. But at the end of the day, I'm creating this for someone like me, a neurodivergent mother who wants to have a bit more attention around different areas of her life. And as we roll into February, that second month of the year, we're going to lean into the Hallmark holiday of Valentine's Day and focus on relationships. Now, you can take this to me what you want. For me, it is going to be focusing on my romantic relationship with my partner. And romance doesn't have to mean buy me flowers, ooh la la. The big point for me of that month is going to be working on our connection. Our daughter is almost three. And if you have a child and you're in a relationship, you might know how turbulent those first few years of parenthood could be. And my relationship is definitely not immune to that. We have had major, major downs and ups, and we are working to bring things back to an equilibrium that we are both happy with. So February is going to be that month of relationships. Again, I will be sharing tips, resources to go through that. In March, we are going to focus on budget. And trust me, I know that's scary. I know that's super scary. I have financial anxiety. So that is like a really big topic for me to cover. I'm super excited because along with each month, one of the things that I'm going to have and offer for you is a podcast episode with an expert in the field of each month's topic. I am going to be speaking with an ADHD accountant who is going to break down all the ways that we can get a bit more handle on our budget while 
again, still working with our brain because I'm sorry, the simple advice of, well, just make a budget doesn't really work for a lot of us. It doesn't take into account impulse spending. It doesn't take into account emotions and shame that might come up with money and that history that you might have had with it. Like I am sure so many of us have had credit card debt that we have had to claw our way out of. Yes, I absolutely am one of them. I call it plastic money. It's not the most ideal situation, but it's something I'm working on. And in April, this again, a little bit selfish, my birthday's in April. And I have dedicated that month to self. That is going to be reconnecting to ourselves. I'm going to hopefully be able to speak to someone about personal style because it's something, again, as I roll into almost three years postpartum and rolling into my 37th year of life, I feel like I do not have. And it is something I'm very interested in. I just want to be able to feel a little bit put together. I mean, how many of us live in I don't even want to just say leggings, but how many of us live in something where you just feel like, meh. And you know what? Sometimes, sometimes a mama wants to feel a little roll, roll, roll. And that doesn't have to be in an evening gown. I just want to get to the point where I can go, yeah, you know what? Maybe I am a bit more Grace than Frankie. You'll get that reference if you've watched Grace and Frankie. In May, we're going to work on our home. So this is going to be things like, organization. This is going to be things like, for me, I'm going to spend that time making our house a little bit more sensory friendly and neurodivergent friendly. I have big plans, so it's going to be very exciting. Rolling into June, we're going to work on physical, and that is going to be all things physical. I'm not just talking about exercise people. I am talking about, I hate to say it, but if you're my age, you're mid-30s, we really need to start to consider what's going on in our bodies. We're knocking on the door of perimenopause. Maybe you're already there. Maybe you're in menopause. Or maybe you're one of those young chicklings who is still in their 20s. But it's something that as a female, we need to talk about. So June, we're going to talk all about physical, everything physical, our whole body, which means then in July, we are going to work on our mind. Not just mindfulness, but a big part of it. We're also going to talk about negative and positive self-talk and some tips that I have and have found that have worked. August, I really want us to get a handle on food. That's going to be, like I said, easy recipe. Also, it's going to be getting your feedback as far as things that you struggle with. Maybe you don't actually know how to make anything more than pasta. Okay, cool. That's probably something I can help you with. And that's something that we can build in on our live calls, which are an option for you to join, as well as if I know it going into the month, I can build it into the workbook. Here, have a handful of easy to follow recipes, plus utilizing resources like YouTube and the rest of the internet. So food, I'm really excited about. I love food. I'm a big foodie. I am a comfortable and confident cook. It's something that I am super, super excited to work through with y'all. September is going to be all about connection. So that is probably going to look a lot different for a lot of people. We're going to work through quite a lot of things that month. We're probably going to revisit some of those earlier topics like your romantic relationship, if you are in one, your friendship relationships, your connection to yourself, and quite a lot more. I have lots of fun things planned. In October, we're going to take that time to future plan. 
October right now seems like a long ways away and it is, but it's also right there on that doorstep of 2025. Oh my God, I can't even believe I am saying that, but we're going to take October to future plan for 2025, starting to look at what we want that year to look like, the big things. And again, if you think of something like budget, which we're working on in March, you can pull that information forward in October and start to go, all right, well, I want to go on this really amazing holiday in 2025. So what are the tools and strategies I can use from that budget month to begin to do that? So October is going to give us that time and space to start to think about our future planning. You can go beyond 2025 if you want, but for me, that's a little bit scary. November, we are going to take a pause and look back. We're going to have a yearly reflection here. So we're going to have time to work a bit more on the topics that you feel like you wanted to put a bit more effort or a bit more focus in and maybe you didn't have the time or the energy or the capacity. And that's cool. That's what November is going to give us. And then rolling into December, we're going to focus on family and community and really leaning into that kind of wind down to the end of the year to take from a Danish term that I love that hygge. It's a lot easier to do if you're in the Northern Hemisphere and you're in those chilly months of December. But even in that blazing heat of Australian summer, it is something that you can apply. We're going to focus there on community, on family. And you know what? There's probably also going to be a bit of decluttering and organization wound in there as we start to think of starting afresh in 2025. If you do decide to sign up, and I'm so sorry if this feels like a sales podcast. I really just wanted to have an opportunity to go way more in depth about what intention is and what people can expect. So you're going to get a monthly workbook that has casting prompts. And one of my friends is like, what's a casting prompt? Well, great question, friend. It's like a reflection prompt, but instead of looking backwards, we're looking forwards. We're taking the time with these prompts to think, so say for our routine, okay, what is your ideal routine or rhythm for the week? You're also going to get weekly emails with tips and resources and me sharing a little bit of my experience of going through this process with you. We're going to do twice a month live group calls. Now, if you can't make it, the recording is going to be available. I'm going to attempt to do two different times. So one call will be at one time and another call will be at a different time to try and make it as accessible as possible for people because I understand that you might not live where I do. You might be in a different time zone and I'm going to try and accommodate as much as I can. Like I said earlier, the Attempting Motherhood podcast this year, yes, that you're listening to. Thank you so much. Each month is going to have an episode with an expert in the topic of that month. So bonus, even if you don't sign up for intention, you are still able to learn about the topic of the month. It is something that's going to be accessible to everybody. And then the last little bonus, if you do sign up, is going to be a private group for not just peer support, but also sharing your progress, sharing your win. That is one of the things that I love most about some of the groups that I am in is, yes, I can turn to them when I need advice or I feel stuck or whatever the group topic is, 
But I can also share a win. You can share a milestone. You can be each other's cheerleaders. And that is something that I want. This little community that surrounds me online is absolutely incredible. And I want to create a space for y'all to connect with each other more than just in the comment section. But I want to create a space where we can share and be each other's cheerleaders. If you have questions, absolutely please feel free to reach out. Reach out to me on socials at Sam Attempts Motherhood on either Instagram or TikTok. You can email me at samattemptsmotherhood at gmail.com. I really hope that you do decide to come on this journey with me. I've made it a really, really accessible price because I want everyone who wants to, to be able to do it. So it's 24 Australian dollars, which with the exchange rate right now, as of time of recording, works out to be like 16 US dollars. And it's probably even less if you're in pounds. Yes, I probably should charge more. Yes, I have had quite a few people tell me that I should be. But you know what? I don't want to gatekeep. I want people to be able to do this. And I am somebody who I don't spend money on myself. Again, it's something I am working on. Not just going on shopping sprees, but like I, again, that financial anxiety, it's a big topic I'm going to be tackling in March as I work through that budget stuff. But I'm not someone who would spend a hundred plus dollars on a course like this for myself. Not that it's not worth it and not that I wouldn't know I needed it, but because I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I'm aware that there's people like me out there. I want to keep the price of this really accessible and I hope you get way, way, way more value for money because that is literally my whole goal with the platform. And as I am kind of rolling out my plans for 2024, I really just want to help people. And really specifically, I want to help moms like me, neurodivergent moms who are just trying to make life a little bit more manageable, who are trying to feel like they are getting back in the driver's seat instead of the very, very unwilling passenger just being taken for a ride. The podcast is going to be back to normal next week with a, a guest. I am very excited to have an OT coming on to talk about how we can support our kids with different sensory strategies. And as a reminder, sensory strategies aren't just for kids. They are applicable to everyone. Everyone has a nervous system. Everyone has different sensory needs. So what she's going to talk about is going to be useful regardless if you have kids or not. But we are really going to talk a lot about if you have a sensory seeker because both her and I have sensory seekers and it's tiring. It's really tiring, especially if you're like me and you're a massive sensory avoider. So please tune in next week to um, hear that. But in the meantime, questions, comments, feel free to reach out. Thank you all for listening, and I am so glad that you're here. Once again, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Attempting Motherhood the Odd Way. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, subscribe, rate, and review it. Each time you do that, it helps us grow our little community a bit more. And now the necessary disclaimer. I am not a doctor, a medical professional, or a mental health professional. I am sharing my lived experience. And if you find any of this information relatable, please do your own research. There are free resources available in my links. 
Please be your own advocate and speak to a medical professional if you feel like you need to address something talked about in these episodes. Until next time, my friends, keep doing your best.